Welcome back to Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point. I am Vin Abenu. I'm joined by a couple fellas from the Jersey Shore Blue Claws, Joe Ritchie, President and GM, and Greg Giambarisi, the broadcaster for the Blue Claws. And we're talking Jersey Shore Blue Claws, getting ready for the season that starts up in a couple weeks' time, starting with a little mini road trip in Brooklyn, and then it's back home to Lakewood and the Jersey Shore. So first... Before we preview the season, Joe, Greg, welcome on in. And thanks. It's great to be here with you. Thanks, Vin. Always good to see you. So um, some coaching changes in the offseason. Greg Brzezinski's uh, taken over as manager, Greg. Um, some new coaches. What can you tell us about the coaching staff and some of the players? Yeah, Greg Brzezinski's going to be the manager. Really cool story. So he's from Bishop Eustace mm. outside of Philly. So not that far from here. He's from New Jersey. And he's one of four sons and, and his family, and all four named after members of the 1980 World Series champion oh, wow. Philadelphia Phillies. So his name is Greg. He's named after Greg Luzinski, the bull. That's oh, what they call okay. Greg Luzinski. And they call this Greg bull also <laughs> because of that. So, uh, yeah, he'll be here. And then the pitching coach, uh, his name is Phil Kandari, who is a local guy, a Jersey guy. He's from Cliffside Park. He went to Seton Hall. Uh, coached at Seton Hall and Rutgers. He's also a licensed psychotherapist oh, wow. on the side. That's a side gig. Oh, that, that Most people's side gig is like, you know, <laughs> like golf or something. Uh, Some good communication in yeah, the dugout. So, <laughs> yeah, bullpen. so he, he does that. This will be his first year in the in the Philly system. Uh, so looking forward to meeting him. Chris Adamson is back. He was our manager a couple of years ago. He was on the staff of Team Australia that had a great run in the recently concluded World Baseball Classic. Uh, yeah. The pitching, the uh, hitting coach, excuse me, his name is Brock Stassi, who played for the Blue Claws in 2012. So he'll be the f- second former Blue Claws player to serve as a Blue Claws coach. So it'll be a fun staff and uh, looking forward to the season. And, uh, he is a font of information. Isn't he? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he really is impressive. So I figured tee it up, like yeah. let Greg dive in. What's going on with the dugout and the bullpen there? <laughs> I mean, I've talked to uh, Tank Chris Adamson. Like he goes, so we have Tank and we have Bull. On the, yeah. I like the. Well, I, I wish we could do a photo op. <laughs> <guy. laughs> but um, yeah, so I talked to him a, a few times during Australia's run, and he managed the team in Australia, the Adelaide Giants, and the. In the the Australian Baseball League, they won the title. Mm. So I've been talking to him. I've talked to Luzinski a few times, uh, and I haven't talked to Brock Stassi since he played his last game with the Blue Claws <laughs> ten years ago. So eleven <laughs> Time years for ago. a reunion. So I'm looking forward to, to seeing him. Yeah. Um, and we got got a lot of great prospects. Certainly saw some last year, and then some guys moving up in the organization. Some have gotten a look at Philly's spring training. Uh, in March, uh, who are some of the bigger prospects? Who are some of the new guys maybe that are going to be playing for the Blue Claws this year? So the I think the biggest quote-unquote prospect name that we'll have here at the beginning of the year is an infielder named Hao Yu Lee. Okay. He was here at the end of last season for the last couple of weeks, and uh, he's from Taiwan. He, he's 20 now, and he, big, stocky, strong. He's like he's strong as an ox. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah, so he, oh, we got he's, he's very good. Ox, ox, tank, tank. Tank. <laughs> uh, so... Uh, yeah, definitely looking forward to seeing him again in, in a full season. He'll play second and short. Uh, as far as some of the other guys, we'll see. You know, they're, they're, they'll announce the roster over the next couple of weeks. Uh, a couple of guys that were here at the end of last year that'll probably be here, I would guess. Um, an infielder named Kendall Simmons, who played pretty well, an outfielder named Marcus Lee Sang, mm. who'll probably hit at the top of the order. He's a lefty with speed and a little pop. So uh, I think those two on the pitching side, uh, honestly, I. 
we'll see. There's just so many different options. I know one guy, uh, a friend of mine in, in Florida, raves about a pitcher named Jaden Estenista. Okay. He's from Curacao, and he pitched for the Netherlands team in the World Baseball Classic and looked really good. He's 21, but he had been hurt, and then they had the COVID year where they didn't play, so he's mm. still relatively inexperienced. He could be here. Um, at the beginning of the season, maybe in the in the middle of the year, the Phillies' first round pick in last year's draft uh, is an outfielder named Justin Crawford, f- who is the son of Carl Crawford, oh, wow. and he's a cousin of J.P. Crawford, who played for the Blue Claws in 2013 and 14, and is now the shortstop for the Seattle Mariners. No oh, family legacy there. Yeah, so that'll be that'll be cool to have two uh, Crawfords. I don't think we will have Justin. At the beginning of the year, but I think at some point later in the year, yeah, that'd be fun. Yeah, it's impressive that he does that without <laughs> any notes. Greg's the man. Yes, <laughs> a lot of information. A lot, a lot of, you know, a lot of great prospects with the the high, of course, Blue Claws high affiliate of the Phillies. Joe, um, great prospects to watch on the field, and a lot of great entertainment and value across the ballpark. So people can yeah. come and watch a lot of great baseball throughout the course of the season, and really have a fun afternoon or a fun evening. Um, so what are some of the things you're looking forward to with the 23 season coming up? I think first, um, you know, with the season um, coming up real quick, um, you know, we're excited to welcome everybody back. You know, I think the, the thing that we're looking forward to most is just being able to open up the gates again and say hi to, you know, thousands and thousands of friends that we haven't had a chance to see since uh, since the last game of the season. Uh, so, um, you know, so that's that's the, the, the highlight of, uh, of just being able to open up again and welcome everybody back, particularly after – um, you know the last couple of seasons, um, and although last season was felt like a normal season again for the most part, mm. um, but uh, you know we're we're really excited to to open the gates and welcome everybody back. So this year, um, you know, in addition to all the great stuff that, that everybody's accustomed to with the Blue Claws, um, you know, all the boardwalk games and mini golf and all the fun stuff, um, fireworks nights. There's um, some new promotions and and uh, that we're doing this year. Uh, we're adding a couple of, um, you know, we're adding another Marvel night to uh, to the schedule, nice. from, and which was two really huge nights for us last year. Um, it was really exciting to uh, to do the Marvel nights. It was last year was the first year that uh, the minor league was uh, was rolling out the Marvel nights in the current construct. Yeah, so the Major League Baseball came up with a great program with Marvel, and you know, a real partnership with an you know global brand yeah. like that right, which is, right. is pretty. Great for the minor league teams to be able to do so. Yeah. We had Spider Man here on one at one game, and we had Thor here at a different game, and we wore special jerseys and everything <laughs> was cool. Yeah. So this year we and both were sellouts. They were two of our, I think, three, two of our three, maybe four biggest crowds of yep. the season last year. They're wow. sellout crowds, and this year we've added a third one. We're going to have Black Panther okay. at one on May nineteenth. We're going to have Spider Man on June twenty fourth, and we're going to have. Uh, Captain Marvel on August the actually this one I need notes. We're gonna <laughs> on uh, August the fifth we'll have okay. Captain Marvel here as well. But the cool part is that this year, as part of the second phase of this program, is Marvel designed alternate logos for every team in the program, of which there are, I believe ninety five oh, wow. across minor league baseball. So we have an alternate Blue Claws Marvelized. Logo from a Marvel designer and their team. Awesome, and yeah, it's a it's pretty cool. Yeah, it's that like a really it's good. a strong crab kind of like exploding out of the water, and you can see like the 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 water tail that he's left in it, mm. in his wig as he jumps yep. out. So you know we're, those hats are on, and merchandise with that logo on it are on our website right now, and we'll wear them 
at the game, and we'll have a special Marvel jersey that we'll wear in one of those three games as well. So it, we get to kind of take it to another level this season, and I think that's something that we're really excited about. And actually, when we put uh, single game tickets on sale at the beginning of March, they were all in the top few games uh, that we saw people interested in, and, and one of them's in May, but you know, one of them's also in August, and we were still you know moving the needle there. That yeah. this far out is really cool. Yeah. To so see. we had so such success with the two that we did last year. We decided to add a third one this year. Um, you know, there's still fireworks every uh, every Friday once uh, once we get into uh, uh, into June. Plus um, opening night, of course. Yeah, plus yeah. opening night. And actually, opening night this year. Uh, it's on a Tuesday, um, so um, since everybody enjoys Thirsty Thursday so much, we decided, hey, why, don't, why don't we do a Thirsty, thirsty Tuesday? Tuesday? Yeah, so we we'll up with a, uh, with a Thirsty Tuesday uh, with beer specials around the ballpark. There's, there's going to be a whole lot of new food and beverage around the ballpark, which is always fun and exciting. Nice. Um, this is actually the second year that we're um, uh, going to be uh, rolling out the uh, the Blue Wave Bar, which is the oh, there we go. bar up on this, the uh, it's got some the good eats level. there. Yeah, that was There's fun. a great Vin and Joe interview from there the bar great, on oh, YouTube. Yeah. You can find it <laughs> from about this time last year. Yeah. I watched all of it. But uh, so this is the second year with the Blue Wave Bar. It was particularly great about that. It was so well received uh, last year. And, and, and we, we, we figured that it would be. But it's always nice to walk in and see it crowded and see the bar you know, oh, yeah. two people deep and um, all the tables packed. So, um, so that, was, that was a lot of fun. And it, and, and it rolled out. Uh, how we envisioned it. Uh, it looks like we wanted it to look. We wanted it to look like a cool little beach bar. Um, you know, if you remember the old bar that was upstairs, it was oh, kind right. of, yeah, all kind of, it looked more like a saloon uh, than, a, than a bar that you might Howdy find. Partner. Yeah, so um, so we, uh, we we redid that, did a new menu for up there, and uh, it just has a whole different look and feel. So, uh, so that was pretty cool. They've been doing some work on our office so i've been working out of the bar oh unfortunately it's not stocked yet uh <laughs> for the last couple they, they saw you coming. yeah for the last Greg's few weeks work so, okay, get you. Yeah. <laughs> so when fans come in or or vendors come in or anybody comes into the office the office is upstairs so they come in and it's cool to see every time you know the elevator opens and somebody that maybe has been to the stadium but didn't come up to the bar at a game last year or whatever say oh wow this is nice it happens almost it happens every yeah. day and for people that haven't necessarily necessarily been up there I recommend it it's it's much different than it used to be mm. and there's also from a at, a at a game you can watch the game from there there's a an open there's a uh, sliding glass, glass door yeah. and, but also they have the game on the TV screen as well oh, you so go. you can watch it from there uh, but also there's food options up there that you can't get anywhere else in the stadium some seafood stuff it's it's really a great spot they did a great job yeah it was really cool about it too is that you know the the old model had the um, the bar was only um open to season ticket holders and, and suite holders. Oh, right. Um, so it was a smaller audience that was up there. Mm. And um, when we did the um, when we did the renovation, we uh, we said, hey, why don't we just open up to everybody in the ballpark? Sure. You know, everybody come on up and check it out. And um, and I think that was kind of opened up the, uh, you know, the floodgates for it. Um, you know, and fans, you know, a lot of fans didn't even know it was there. You know, so it was yeah. kind of cool having them come up and, uh, and, and experience it. Um, but it has been kind of like one of the places to go uh, go hang out. And it's just got a great vibe to it. The music's good up there. It's just the oh, vibe yeah. is completely um, different than it used to be. A friendly atmosphere. Yeah, and very friendly. Yep, and staff's great. So, um, you know, so that's uh, have another year of that. Um, you know, we have a couple of new partners who joined us this year. Okay. Um, so that's, um, you know, so that's going to be exciting. Folks will be seeing some new, um, some new signage out there. Um, you know, and some new promotions. So um, there we go. Yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of great stuff. We, we <laughs> encourage everybody if you have not been to a game, um, 
come on and check it out. It's it's like a three ring circus. So it's a it's, <laughs> it's a it's a hoot. We have ring toss. Uh, so yeah. it kind of literally is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Got it all. Yeah, the bo- yeah, the boardwalk games, the, the boardwalk mini golf games are. 2018 the mini golf was 2018 the bar was 2022 yeah yeah it's kind of funny when people come to the game um particularly people go to a lot of minor league baseball games around the country mm. uh, you know people come to us and and you know they say god you guys have so much stuff going on you know there's just <laughs> so much going on um and we like it that way you know it's, yeah it's fun it keeps everybody interested you know if you're a baseball fan there's a lot of great baseball as greg uh you know talked about earlier um, you know, if you're just a family looking for something fun to do, there's tons of that. Um, you know, so, you know, when we think about, you know, how, how, you know, we like to, 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 to grow our, our fan base, um, you know, we tackle it from two fronts, you know, mm. we tackle it, um, certainly on a sports side, uh, and then we tackle it on just the family entertainment side. When we ask fans about the stadium and survey fans or just read comments and everything, the one sure. thing that stands out more than anything else is that the stadium has a 360 degree concourse. And nowadays you see a lot of these stadiums that are built in like downtown areas yep. and mm. they're kind of like hey, jammed kind of in. in. Yeah. yeah. So you're somewhat limited point. or even some older stadiums, they just didn't do that. You would go, you could, you as a fan could go foul pole to foul pole, but not across the back of the outfield. But uh, when they built this stadium 2001 and it's held up unbelievably yeah. well, yeah. yeah. It's, uh, they, they made sure that they put in a 360 degree concourse and, it's it's fantastic. And then when our ownership team came in, Short Town Baseball in twenty seventeen, they wanted to make sure that wanted to make sure that we did a better job of utilizing all the areas. So that's where the mini golf course came in. That's where the boardwalk stuff came in. So it was be it was it was part utilize all the space to its best capability, but also it was to bring the best of the Jersey Shore to the stadium. Yeah. So you have, you know, the the food and drink options now upstairs and everywhere else. You have mini golf, you have boardwalk, you know, family night out, relaxing time with your family, all that good stuff, or or <laughs> clients or yeah, colleagues it, or whatever. It, yeah, and it activated the whole ballpark, which yeah. you know, which you know, the older model kind of you know there wasn't a lot to do in the outfield. If it wasn't a thirsty Thursday. There really you know was wasn't much out going on out there, you know. So, but when we laid it out, we anchored. Uh, the mini golf out by uh, you know the right field side. We did out in center field. We did all the boardwalk games, mm. uh, and then as you make your way out to uh, left field, we did the sandbar. Um, so right. which has you know it's full service bar and music and you know so so we wanted to make sure that we created kind of the whole arc for people to to, to walk around out there. But you know, Greg, when you were describing the the venue, my old ballpark when I ran the Staten Island Yankees from 2007 to 2011, it was very much the same way. Our outfield bordered the uh, the the Hudson Harbor. Bay. Yeah. yeah, so oh, you didn't wow. have anywhere to go on the and then yep. on the on the uh, you know the inside we had um, you know a major thoroughfare on the other side. So so you kind of shoehorned in, and I had been back uh, to the ballpark there. I went for my daughter's graduation uh, in June, and uh, I remember walking on a concourse with my wife and not really I hadn't been back since right. So you know you look at it now. My point of reference is our place, right? So <laughs> you know you're looking at this kind of. You know, this horseshoe kind of shaped, and everything felt a little bit tight. Um, concourse felt a little narrow, and I remember thinking, God, we should jam 6,000 people in here? What were we thinking? <laughs> I went to, no wonder it felt great. <laughs> I went to a game in Brooklyn, and I was uh, the view there is unbelievable. It's the ocean. It's right up mm, against the board. Okay. But, yeah, you can't walk around. Yeah. And I, you know, my favorite stadium in the Sally League that I've been to is Greenville. It's hmm. modeled after Floor Field. Uh, it is Floor Field. It's modeled after Fenway Park. Okay. With a yep. green monster and oh, everything. Oh, right, right. But again, you can't go past 
any foul pole. It's beautiful. Mm-hmm. They do an amazing job. But that having that ability for a fan and really a family with kids and everything and running around, yeah, uh, to be able to walk all the way around and spend Go an explore. inning on the grass berm, you know, an inning at the boardwalk, an inning playing mini golf, couple innings in the seats, it is really unparalleled. Yeah, we're, yeah, we're, we're, yeah. we're blessed with a great venue. You yeah, know, it really is, and, and, and it's held up. It's held yeah, up. I mean, right, it's twenty two. This will be the twenty second. Season we skipped 2020 unfortunately, but you know it opened in 2001, and you know there are ballparks that open now and yeah, they're new. But this this is as good as anything. Yeah, up there, yeah. yeah and, and any of the updates you guys have made to the ballpark over the years has stood the test yeah. of time as well. It's been done really well, and people continue to come out and check yeah. out all the different events, the different foods, um, certainly uh, the different giveaway nights or fireworks nights or the. Uh, different alternate jerseys, which are pretty awesome. So, I mean, there's a lot that people can go and enjoy and watch from baseball to, you know, hanging out. Yeah, and fireworks nights are always, um, you know, a lot of fun, too. And, you know, I mean, you know, I would do them every night if I could. I would do them every <laughs> single night. Um, but the uh, Why not? Yeah, and it's funny. One of our, uh, you know, when we first started loading up the schedule with fireworks nights, I remember one of our front office folks uh, was asking a question like, oh, you know, you're doing these how many nights? Like, you know, isn't it? But it's the same show, right? But for us, we've seen it. For, for fans, a lot of fans, it's their first night, you know. So, um, you know, and I keep saying, well, there's a reason why Disney does it every single night right. of the year. People well, get, love uh, to see fireworks. But, and yeah. and it, it really does to, to see fans at the end of the night still hanging around to well after yeah. the end of the game. And watching the look on kids' faces when that fireworks show is going off is uh, is is amazing. Well, I'll do one better. We do kids run the bases every night. Yeah, and, yeah I love that tradition. You know, we do. Yeah. You know, again, I've, I've been there forever. Joe's been there not as forever, but a few years now. <laughs> and, getting there. Yeah, I'm getting there. Yeah, really. I, think uh, I had more hair when I started. That's for sure. I know I did. <laughs> uh, so you see, every night these kids get to go on the field. And not just sit in the stands. The fireworks are great. Don't get me wrong. Oh, yeah. Not just sit on the stands and watch the fireworks. Go on the field and and run the bases. And it's an experience that you can't beat for a young kid, five, six, seven, yeah. eight. Maybe plays Little League. And now he's watched the game. He's got an autograph from a player. And now he gets to go run around on, on that field. And that's why we do it every day because, uh, you know, you never know. I think there was, there was a Joe DiMaggio quote. who's uh, he said, you, always, you you give your best every day because you never know um, yeah, who's, who's watching. watching you yeah. for the first time right. yep. or who's watching a game for the yep. first time. Absolutely. And that's why you do that every day. And, you know, the other one that we do uh, this year we're doing on June 11th is uh, the postgame father-child oh, or yeah. family yeah, catch on the field. That's a great tradition. Yeah. So we've done it on Father's Day. Unfortunately, we're on the road this year on Father's Day, so mm. we're just going to do it a week earlier. Uh, and it's amazing. You know, last year the line wrapped around to get on the field. It went from the stands down the first base side, right behind, right beyond the dugout. It wrapped around past center, down the right field foul line, past the boardwalk games in center, out past the batter's eye in dead center, oh, towards wow. like yeah. the the left wow. center field. We call it the Chick Fil A fan zone, but yep. uh, toward out there. So, I mean, just a, a an enormous line. People out there for forty five minutes, and again, that's something that you're not getting anywhere else. You're going to get it here. You're going to get it on that day, and not only that, it's it's an experience that. It, you know is is unparalleled for a you know for a family it's 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 really exciting for the kid and obviously ba- the baseball part kind of ties in because 
you know, most kids learn to play catch with their dad or whatever yeah, in, the in the backyard when they're four or five years old or whatever. So they get to do it on the field. Yeah. It's really cool. I think that's one of the great things about minor league baseball is that we, you know, that magic. And because we're an, a, an intimate venue and we're a small venue, mm. um, you know, we can do a lot of that stuff and, um, you know, give, you know, kids an opportunity to go down on a field. Um, you know, and, and Greg, you're right. I mean, this is, um, you know, there's this is somebody's first game. And to be able to actually go down on field, particularly after watching a baseball game where they're just, you know, amazed, at, you know, they're, they're, they're watching, you know, kind of future Phillies um, down on the field. And yeah. then they get to go stand on that field as well and go look into the dugout and stuff. I mean, you know, it, it, it's kind of amazing. And I, we, we never lose sight of the opportunity that uh, that we get to provide for uh, for fans and for kids. Um, you know, and you know, again, particularly you know, running the bases is one of those moments. And I remember, I, I don't know if you remember last, I think it was last year, where um, it was the end of kids running the bases, everybody had cleared off the field, and then I was up on the concourse and I saw a mom with uh, with their kid who missed kids run the bases, oh, and wow. they were. Um, Balling. Oh, sure. And they thought it was over. The gates had closed. And, oh. and I said, you know, can I, can I help you? And they said, uh, yeah, he missed kids run the bases and he was looking so far. I said, come on, let's go down and, and, and we'll do it. Oh, wow. Right. So I went down on the field and um, our, uh, our, our uh, MC was still down there and a couple of the folks from the promo team. You know, we just announced it to, you know, welcome to Kid Runs the Bases. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. and they and they took their uh, took their lap and loved it. And the mom was just oh, so thankful. That's great. So, you know, and that's the stuff that that's I think, great. Um, you know, those are those special moments that yeah. we get to do that, um, you know, it, it really makes all the hard work of, of putting up a season. Uh, it makes it really all worthwhile. What are, what are some things as we um, start uh, start wrapping up our conversation here this this morning? Uh, each of you, uh, let you answer some things you're looking forward to with the upcoming season, either on the field or different events over, occurring over the course of uh, the Blue Cloth season. We had a beer that debuted last year. Oh, that's right, called Real Claw, and it was uh, it was our number two selling beer in the stadium. Uh, Behind the beer that we sell for two dollars on Thursdays, yeah. so I was pretty good. So we had uh, we did that in conjunction with Heavy Real Brewing in Seaside, and this year we have the Heavy Real Brewing Tap House at Shortown. Ah, mouthful, but that's what it's called, and it's going to be right in the concourse there behind Section One Hundred Nine, and they'll have six or eight different Heavy Real beers, including Real Claw, there at every every game. So nice. Um, that's really good. You know, we do the summer concert series, which is pop, which has always been really popular. So we'll have the Snakes there for for Irish Heritage Night on June tenth. We'll have a Springsteen tribute band called Asbury Fever on July eighth, and then Grateful Dead Night on August the nineteenth uh, with Splintered Sunlight. So wow. I love those band nights because you get you get people that don't ordinarily come. To a game, they come, but that's okay, and you get just amazing energy in the in the stadium from the band and down in the in the sandbar. So looking forward to that. And that's then awesome. the other thing I'll add is that uh, we're doing Fiesta Fridays in the sandbar. This is new in at Friday games beginning in May. Okay, May nineteenth will be the first one. So the sandbar will be decked out a little bit differently. We'll have tacos, nachos, margaritas, and some other nice. stuff uh, <laughs> down there, and just to try to. Create, good to see create a good atmosphere uh, <laughs> on Friday. More food to check out in the sandbar. Yeah, with and then starting in June, of course, they have the fireworks every Friday too. So yeah, and, there and you just go. you know, I, I really am proud of the partnership with uh, with Heavy Real in uh, in coming up with the uh, the Real Claw um, beer. You know, it's something that we had 
in the works for a while. And we were looking to find a, a really good partner to do it. And, um, you know, we had a, a real good time uh, doing the tasting and trying to come up with the right um, beer for it. Um, you know, and they nailed it. And we were so pleased not only to see it being so successful in the ballpark, but um, man, what a blast it is to be able to go out to a you know a place and actually see it on the shelves. Again. Yeah, that is you know, really cool. Yeah, that's really cool. And that, you know, so for sure, you know, it's a, it's a great product. You know, I, I recommend um, you know if you stop in your local bar, ask them to carry it. It's it actually really is a good IPA. Um, and I'm not a huge fan of IPAs, and it's a really good one. <laughs> um, so um, so anyway, so I, I think you know launching that, um, you know, doing the uh, the again the Blue Wave Bar this year um, is uh, two things that um, you know I'm looking forward to. Certainly, all the all the promotions that we're doing, and and um, you know, just again to be able to open up the doors and, and welcome everybody. It's like you know we throw a party every night for like six yeah. seven thousand people, uh, and our job is um, you know to uh, to make sure that everybody's having a good time, eating and drinking and laughing, and uh, at the end of the night, uh, feels like they were at home and want to come back. Absolutely, love it. You guys always put on a uh, you know great entertainment too. I love watching the games, and then there's so many different events or uh, giveaways and different themes throughout the course of the season. So there's so much for people of all ages um, to enjoy about going to a Jersey Shore Blue Claws game, and I appreciate both of you coming in to uh, give us a little preview of what's ahead. Yeah, and, thanks, Ben. Yeah, opening night is April 11th, so tickets, get them at, uh, at BlueClaws.com. Actually, if you want, we're going to host a uh, exi- an exhibition game with Double ah. A, the Reading Fighting Phils, or the Phillies A affiliate there you go. on April 4th, and those tickets are 5 bucks, and anybody who buys one for that will get a complimentary ticket to opening night on April 11th. So nice. there's the move. Uh, get that ticket for opening <laughs> night by getting the ticket for, for the exhibition game. And that'll be a cool experience because people will get to see players that played for the Blue Claws yeah. last year in most cases. And now they'll play against them, and you get so and you get to see the, a double A team. You know, so we went from low A to high A a couple of years ago, and now you're going to bring the double A team in for for one day. Uh, with a lot of former Blue Claws, future Phillies in there, so that'll be uh, that'll be a unique experience. April fourth at five o'clock. Okay, for the exhibition game. I think it sounds like a lot of fun. That's gonna be a hoot. Well, yeah. some yeah. bragging rights on the line there. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> Greg, Joe, thanks for coming in and thanks, talking Finn. about the Blue Claws. Thanks for having us. I appreciate it. That is Jersey Shore Blue Claws president and GM Joe Ricciuti and Blue Claws broadcaster Greg Giambarisi. Go check out the Jersey Shore Blue Claws this season at Shoretown Ballpark in Lakewood. Go to blueclaws.com for more information and enjoy a Blue Claws game or a bunch of them this summer. Right at Shoretown Ballpark. More Shore Sports Talk, sponsored by Shoreline Wealth Management on 94.3 The Point, right after this.